Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Flushing Girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Miss Fine. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield, the podcast about the nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am Sean DePasquale here with... Toria Sheffield. Yeah. Hi, Toria. (laughs) Hello. We are back for Season 6, Episode 10, The Hanukkah Story. (gasps) Um... We, we, I, it will be unapparent to the audience, but we took a little bit of a break. So I'm very excited to be back recording, um, a Hanukkah episode. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was, was it only a two week break? It feels so long. It feels like we haven't spoken in six months. I think it was just one week. Yeah. It was one (laughs) week. Yeah. Wow. Codependent. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. Somebody called Freud. I don't know what that means. Okay. So, so I said it's a Hanukkah. The episode's called The Hanukkah Story, which I guess is a playoff of a a Christmas story, a very Mm -hmm. famous uh, Christmas movie. Um, What is this episode about, though? This is, as you might expect, a holiday episode of The Nanny. And instead of doing, you know, an annual Christmas episode, they did a Hanukkah episode. Um, and it's it's essentially the episode where Fran is super excited about their first Hanukkah together as a family, but Maxwell, Cece, and Gracie end up having to take a trip to Boston, and a um, a little bit of a Hanukkah situation happens, and it it really it really shows the miracle of Hanukkah. Yeah. Um. So I have a couple of general thoughts before we dive into like the beat by beat. Uh. I liked this episode overall. I watching it now, it felt very corny to me. I watched it with Elizabeth last night, and when it was over, Elizabeth was like, "That was cute and would be great to show kids." She's like, "But it felt very cheesy for like adults," and I was like, "That's fair." But on that note, I this is one of the episodes that I will definitely that I vividly remember from childhood. And I could absolutely, I would point to this episode as one of the reasons why I think this show held such a s- space in my brain for so many years, like to the point that we ended up doing a show, uh, the, this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. this was one of those episodes, the rep- the Jewish representation, the like, I didn't have words for it at the time. It was just like, oh, cool. A Jewish thing on mm-hmm. TV. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I never get to see Jewish stuff on TV, you know? And it's not like I was like, I desperately need to see Jewish stuff to feel seen. I didn't really care one way or the other until I was offered it. And then I was always very excited to receive it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. This this 
come, I mean, there's definitely been articles and blog, a lot of blog posts citing this episode specifically about how, again, like, um, Fran Drescher and Peter Mark Jacobson, they, they like really made an effort to not hide like who they were in the making of this show. Like, um, and one that I read even said, you know, it reminded me that, oh yeah, the network executives, they wanted Fran Fine to be Italian. Yeah. Um, and they were like, she, yeah. and, you know, Fran Drescher was like, not only am I not going to do that, but I'm going to, you know, have stuff from my life and my childhood and my experience like in this show. Um, and, yeah. and I think, you know, when we talked to, when we talked to Peter Mark Jacobson, he said, you know, and the real beauty of that was that what people saw was like how universal our experiences are and how like we all, you know, he was like, you know, there's people from the Midwest who didn't know any Jewish people who like love Fran Fine and, mm-hmm. and actually totally related to her relationship with her mother, you know, the yeah. dysfunctional relationship she has with, you know, like this or that. And, and it was like, um, like really good for people to see. So, I mean, we, we have fans of this sh- podcast that, that, represent that part of the audience people who've reached out to us to be like hey man i i didn't know any jewish people growing up but like i really like this show and i never really like kind of processed it but like your analysis of the show has made me realize like oh i learned a lot about jewish people from this show (laughs) (laughs) which is cool i mean it's cool i think it's really i think it's really really cool um to do that and you know it's interesting I have a friend of my Jewish friend who who we've talked about this before. How there's this sense that like you know there's these this trope or the stereotype that like oh Jews run Hollywood or whatever. But like when you really break down the numbers, it's like they 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 don't. And there's actually like not that much Jewish representation on screen, certainly. And when there is, generally it kind of falls into a stereotype one way or the other. And more often than not, the Jewish person on screen is not portrayed by a Jewish person. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, it, this show is the opposite of all of those things, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and it's and it's better for it, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, but this this was a fun one. This episode, I thought. Oh yeah, it was super fun. Um, and well, we start off by establishing that it is the it's the first day of Hanukkah, um, which probably if you've seen this episode, you know it's an eight day holiday that begins at sundown. So it's the day before the evening that it begins, and Fran is in the kitchen making latkes. And uh, huge reveal: uh, Sammy is back. We thought they had written Sammy out, and we're just going to ignore him forever. Yeah, it turns out we. It was so simple, Sean. It's just that Yetta and Sammy ha- are not married yet. They're still boyfriend-girlfriend. So when she kept referring to my husband, my husband, um, she did, in fact, mean her ex-husband. Not her ex-husband, <laughs> her husband who died. And she just isn't referring to Sammy as her husband. I will say they have seemed to have downgraded him from fiancé to boyfriend. Yes. Which, which was, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe, Maybe they just decided, you know they didn't you know marriage wasn't their lane things were why, why if something's broke don't fix it we don't know or if something's yeah. not broke don't fix it um but so 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 ray charles and yetta are at the kitchen table and um this then oh this was sort of interesting because i could not figure out how it was relevant to anything else in this episode but then Maxwell's sister Jocelyn oh, arrives. Oh, I hate her. <laughs> yeah, she arrives unexpectedly. This is the 
the very uptight British um, sister that like just drinks all her feelings away and is super cold to everybody. Yeah. Um, and so she so- shows up and says that uh, she was there to um, spend some time with her new boyfriend who was this like wonderful, successful 36 year old, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she actually invites Fran and Maxwell to join them for drinks that evening. And Fran's like, oh, sorry, we can't. You know, this is the first night of Hanukkah. And it's the first time we're spending it as a family. And, you know, Max knows just how important this is to me. Cut Maxwell coming down the stairs – or cut to Maxwell coming down the stairs – with his suitcase going, well, I'm off to Boston. <laughs> Is it <laughs> the great Sammy's line there? Where he, go, he just goes, I hope that wasn't Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> super, super funny. It um, killed me. <laughs> and, okay, so so that's all before the opening theme. And we're just establishing that again. It's, it's going to be the first night of Hanukkah. Fran is super, super excited to, to, to do this with the family. And now Maxwell is obviously not going to be there for it. But again, and we'll get into this. Don't understand why Jocelyn is in this episode. I thought there was going to be a payoff. But... Maybe, maybe, and maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but this this season has done a lot of like setting up one thing for the next episode. So mm-hmm. maybe this is like a groundwork being laid for like the next episode or the episode after is going to have a Jocelyn plot line. That's the only thing I can think because I had this, I clocked the same thing where by the end of the episode, one of my notes was like, I don't understand why Jocelyn was here. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so random. Unless they were like, oh, he's got a sister and we haven't shown her in a while and she hasn't reacted to their marriage. So... Yeah, we're in. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe trying to like bring in more family for this holiday episode. But but so well. Anyway, then we uh, go back to the mansion after the opening credits. We're in the living room. It is decked out for the holidays. It makes it makes me thrilled every time they have that gorgeous giant Christmas tree, and it's just like so festive. Um, And I did I did think it it very indicative of the world that the Hanukkah episode really heavily featured mostly Christmas decoration. <laughs> well, yes, I'll, I'll say this though. The, the Sheffield's well before Fran, it's so clear. Like that's what they do for Christmas. Like they, but yeah. I, I, you oh, know what? Awesome. I didn't, I forgot to see if there was a menorah in the background because here's the thing. You don't really decorate for Hanukkah. It's completely no. different. So I, I don't is. hold them. There's something else that happens later in the episode that I'll, I'll try, I'll deconstruct <laughs> with you. But that, this part, the, uh, the decorations and decor like didn't bother me. Um, yes. but so anyway, so you know, Maxwell and Fran are in the living room and he's like apologizing. And he's like, I'll be back tomorrow. We'll definitely celebrate it tomorrow. Meanwhile, in a sort of like interesting escalation, Niles and Cece mm. are upset that they're gonna be parting ways because Cece's going on this trip with to Boston with Maxwell and and you know, <laughs> Niles is like Oh, but we're always bitter and miserable together around the holidays. And then she's like, "It's okay if you if you think of something nasty to say, just leave it on my answering machine. I'll check it." And then he's like, "I hate you," and she's like, "I hate you more." But it's clear that they're like saying, "I love you" through that. <laughs> and well, this definitely well, they have definitely definitely laid a lot of groundwork for these two to like literally clearly be completely dependent on each other and and in denial that they really like just like live for each for the interactions that they have with each other each day. Mm-hmm. This was definitely a, again, like an escalation. Yes. I, I am, I am rubbing my hands together. Um, l- lavaciously. Is that a word? 
I don't know what that means. Maybe it's not a word, but like in in in, in anticipation of their of their of their union. I'm so excited. I was like, oh, it's beginning. It's finally what? beginning. We made it. We made it. Season six, episode ten, the Hanukkah story. Niles and Cece are shipped now. Yeah, yeah. They just uh, they really are like. They're leaning into it. Niles goes, Niles goes, but Cece, we've always been bitter together over the holidays. And I was like, these two are weird. (laughs) Their kink is weird. That's so true. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, They, so, so then also Gracie comes down the stairs because they're going to like do some little college tour up in Boston with her. Um, And so not not because she's leaving for college, but she's doing like some summer program there. So the three of them leave. And this was funny, though, because the last thing about this scene that made me laugh is um, Mr. Sheffield keeps saying to Fran, like, 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 darling, like, but I told you this, like, I told you we were going to Boston today. I told you Gracie was coming with us. And it turns out that, like, she kept missing details because he was telling her. Uh, during specific times that she wouldn't be paying attention. One of them being when they were at a Chinese restaurant and she was like, she's like, Max, like, don't tell me stuff while I'm making mushu pancakes. (laughs) Because she would just be like so completely absorbed in like in certain tasks that like, you know, he should know better than to tell her important information. Um, And then, oh my gosh, I love this detail. We cut to like later that day. Fran is pouring yeah. tea for Yetta and Sylvia. And not and all in the conventional them, sense, we should add, not the <laughs> modern use of the word. She's not dishing a scoop. She's not spilling tea. She's pouring tea. But the yeah. thing that I loved about this is they're all in, in leopard print. Yes. Uh, for like, you know, because it's a nice holiday. So they're wearing their finest. And she's pouring the tea from a leopard print tea set, which was no. so funny and adorable. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I bet the set designer saw it. and was just like, I must have this. Like, we must do this for the show. We got to be able to find one of those on Etsy, right? Ooh, oh, I'm positive. And it if just- not, check our red bubble in a couple weeks <laughs> when I figure out how to put a leopard print teapot on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it was so cute. And then so... <laughs> So Yetta, oh wait, so, so they're all wearing it and, and Fran is complaining to them about, you know, how Max left and she's like, you know, she's like, Ma, you know how important Hanukkah has always been to me, even since I was a kid. Cut to flashback. Adorable flashback. Fran Drescher is playing. Oh my God, Yelling the best. The, the, yeah. the flashbacks in this episode are oh my stellar. God. I oh was my God. losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, okay. But so Fran is playing young Sylvia. And then the little girl who you, has played Fran in the past really well is playing young Fran. And I've lost um, my mind, Toria. It was so good. <laughs> and so okay so young sylvia in it's like clearly the 70s she is assembling an electronic menorah and yeah. she's explaining you know to little fran like why um they don't have a hanukkah parade like the christians have a christmas parade and she's like you know after all those years wandering in the desert we just <laughs> want to rest okay we don't want to be marching around and she's also doing it. She's like assembling an electronic menorah for decor, decor, which is like cute and gaudy. And again, Fran Drescher playing a young um, a Renee Taylor is so funny. So good. Uh, and they just, it was just adorable. Everything about it was adorable. And the, and the so girl good. who plays little Fran has like an over the top little act, uh, Queens voice. Um, and then, Okay, so we, and that's all they do. Like, it wasn't like a big reveal. It was just a little flashback. It was so cute. 
Yeah, and then and they could have stopped there, and I would have been enamored forever. But then they give us a second flashback in a, in another couple scenes. Oh my god! Maybe the best thing I've ever seen on this show in my entire life. <laughs> like, so right. And then okay, so we cut back to the present moment. You know, they're having their tea, and then Maxwell's sister Jocelyn comes in from the front door, and she's like clearly like kind of dejected. And it turns out that the guy she came to visit. He's not only married with children, but he also has a mistress. And she's like, I'm devastated. But she like doesn't look devastated because she's so English. And then she runs off to get some alcohol. And I just – I did write, where is this going? What, <laughs> what is Jocelyn doing here? But then, then we get into the real meat of this episode where we cut to Maxwell, Cece, and Gracie. They're driving in Massachusetts. There's definitely a blizzard. And Gracie is calling – Cece and her father out on their issues. She's basically like, Cece, you're in a bad, or she's like, Miss Babcock, you're in a bad mood because you miss Niles. And she's like, no, I don't. And then, and then she's like, and dad, you know, you're in a bad mood because you feel guilty about leaving Fran on Hanukkah. And he's like, no, I don't. And, and you know, she understands it. And also, you know, you know business is business. <laughs> this is the flashback <laughs> where I think we both lost it. We, we flash back to, I love this, to it's Mr. So Sheffield as a young boy in England. And he's sitting at Okay, wait, wait. The, okay, the lighting, like, they clear, okay, TV, you usually are rushing. Sitcoms even more so. Like, like it's always a rush, you know? That's why TV and movies, or TV typically doesn't look as good as movies, right? Because mm-hmm. movies, they have... A, a much longer time to shoot two hours as opposed to you having, you know, a, a less than three days to shoot a half hour, you know? Yep. Um, but the time and effort they put into lighting this scene uh-huh. is so extraordinary. And it made me want to live. This is the spinoff. Like, uh, young Maxwell spinoff with fat Niles, <laughs> little chunky Niles, and like, oh my god, like give me chunk Niles and young Maxwell, like depressed young Maxwell. It's like, it's like, um, Max, young Maxwell is basically like Charlie Brown, like he's just like this sad ne'er do well. Also, oh, um, wait, did we forget to say who directed and wrote? Oh yeah, we really did, and that's a huge oversight. And I'm terrible at this job. Uh, you'd think, as so close to the end, I would have gotten like really good at it, but I seem to be regressing as we uh-huh. go. Because <laughs> who, who directed this amazing? <laughs> okay, well, uh, uh, Peter Mark Jacobson directed. He's Ooh. been doing it the whole time, um, and man, he really like pulled out all the stops for this one. And then it was, this one had a lot of people. It was story by Matthew J. Berman and Ivan Menchel. And then uh, Menchel also was credited with teleplay by. So mm-hmm. they developed the story, I guess got story credit, and then Menchel went off and scripted the episode. Yeah. Well, we've yeah. noticed this before. Like one thing, one thing that um Peter Mark Jacobson does really well is like kind of homage to, um, not so to more like cinema right like yeah. remember on the the island episode when they like uh are like sort of in like a steamy romance and they fall <laughs> to the you know yes. at the foot of the fire like you know um we've we've yes. noticed this season has 
um, had some, like, again, like very cinematic. And, and also I'll say this almost was like a very, like a Bruce Wayne, a young Bruce Wayne type <laughs> of, of, of it, where it's like, and the, the way that it shot is you don't see his, oh, we didn't even get into what it was. We just literally started saying it was a flashback with Maxwell, but he is at a dinner table, like a very ornate um austere austere table it's very long he's at one end of it and then his father is all the way at the other end and it's clear that his father is played by charles shaughnessy but we only see him from the back which like gives this incredible impression of like um like formality and like this father is kind of an ominous figure in the home and basically little little maxwell yells across this table because he and he literally has to yell because it's such a large echoing room he goes father do you know what i love most about christmas he's like what son and he's like spending it with family and then the father goes uh, what's your second favorite thing? <laughs> Basically being like, that's not going to be what happens this Christmas. And then little Mr. Chef goes, spending time with you, papa. <laughs> and then, like, the father's like, uh, and your third favorite thing. And then little Maxwell just sort of sadly goes, like, you're not going to be home for Christmas, are you, dad? Or like, are you, father? And then <laughs> the father's like, well, you'll be all right. Like I have work to do and business is business, which is exactly what he says to Gracie. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, you know, just go, go play with the little butler boy. Niles, he'll be your butler one day, you know? And this is when we get young Niles, which was just like, oh my God, this little blonde chunkster comes in, he enters and he literally goes, he's like, I won't be a butler forever. I'm going to be a barrister with my own estate. <laughs> and, then, and then this is what killed it's me. So sad. And <laughs> at the time, young Mr. Sheffield laughs derisively and then goes, <laughs> a barrister, good one. It was their dynamic was exactly the same yeah. 35 years ago. And it's heartbreaking to hear uh young Niles have aspirations to be an a, oh, yeah. a judge, right? A barrister is a judge. <laughs> but also the so idea, like, as bad as we initially feel for young Mr. Sheffield, he still has the exact same a-hole attitude to Niles. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. Yeah, I mean, it's also a lot of uh, tones of, of a young Brighton, too, quite frankly. You know, I think, no, Brighton had way more it factor. He wasn't set. Brighton was a a little ham i feel like yeah but he was but but the entitlement and the uh, you know the spoiledness uh, is very bright <laughs> it just made me laugh that even amidst his like a low his emotional low point he was i don't think he was trying to be malicious to niles i think he genuinely thought it was a funny idea that this, yeah. <laughs> that this little boy could ever do that he's anyway, charmed he he's charmed by niles yes He's like, you're charming. And Niles is like, I have real dreams. I'm a human being. And he's like, adorable. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and then we, we got back to them in the car. And Mr. Sheffield clearly just had this memory of what it was like, you know, being told by someone that you love that like business is more important than family. And he's like, you know what, Gracie, like, you know, give me the cell phone. I, I think, I think we should go home. Like, let's call Fran. So we cut to the mansion the phone rings fran picks it up and it's it is maxwell but the reception's super bad and she ends up hearing them crash 
like yeah. in the car and i think yeah. you know and like yada and pretty Sylvia. horrific yeah honestly. and literally like dramatic and serious <laughs> yeah. music plays as we cut to yeah. commercial break like it was yeah. not and you hear, like, a Brandon, I, uh... yeah. and you're like oh my god they really they really are leaning into the the uh oh you should be worried music and then comet tragedy break. moments yeah. yeah yeah so we then we come back from the commercial break and now Fran's on the phone with like the state police and she is being told that it's going to be impossible to find their car in a blizzard. Yeah. Um, and f- this was actually really cute. Fran like grabs Ni- Niles and she starts spiraling and she's just like, oh my God, oh my God, they're dead, they're dead. And then she realizes that Maggie and Brighton are right behind her and she goes, <laughs> kids, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> it's Hanukkah. It's a night of miracles. Now go into the kitchen, eat some delicious soup that Niles made you. And she ushers them out and then turns around and is like, they're dead. And I'm like, oh, I do love this about her. Like, what a good mom to be like, I'm clearly yeah. spiraling, but like, no, 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 don't, don't upset these children. And then we got the big Hanukkah parallel. Yes. We go back to the car. Yes. They have clearly like kind of careened off the road and now they're sort of like in a ditch and the snow is building up around them. They're fine, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no one was Yeah. No one was hurt. It was just a scary moment. But they are stuck, right? And it's and it's freezing out there. Um and Mr. Sheffield goes, Well, you know, we have about an eighth of a tank of gas left. So that should last us about an hour. So like, let's hope that, you know, we're, they find us in an hour. And Gracie's like, well, what if they don't? And it's just sort of like left as a scary open-ended question. We um, So yeah, like if, if they're not found in an hour on an eighth of a tank of gas, that's like keeping the car engine going, then they will probably freeze to death. Yeah. We cut back to the mansion. Fran is... This is a scene where I have some questions. I'd love to rehash. But um, so Fran is sitting outside the, on the front stoop, like in her coat, shivering. She's super, super stressed. You know, um, Val comes out and is like, you need to come in. And she's like, I can't. Like, they've been missing for hours. And yeah. So now we, from this, we establish that, like, it's probably been definitely, it's definitely been more than an hour, right? Um, yes. Since- they've been missing for hours. They're, they're probably dead because we know they didn't have enough gas to survive so i was like wow what a grim direction she's going to become a a widowed uh mother although really smart to end the show with her being the widow (laughs) and having to hire a male nanny that's where i thought the whole it could go on forever that way it could go on forever yeah (laughs) every every six season it's like doctor who then we, she, she's out there and she's shivering. And <laughs> hey, everybody, Sean liked that one. Who such a, a Doctor Who joke fan? I'll have to remember that. What if, what if now I like overuse Doctor Who jokes to try it? I'm like so pleased. I'm like, oh, he's gonna love this one. You're just constantly shoehorning Doctor Who references. You're like, yeah, she's a real Dalek. And I'm like, yeah. Toria, what? And you're like, you know what? It worked once and now you've ruined it. Now you've ruined it. Um, but okay. So while she's out there just like, you know, completely stressed out of her mind, uh, a nun walks up to her and Val and is basically like, oh, I was here visiting a family. I'm double parked. And Val's like, oh, that's my car. And she runs off to move it. And now there's just this older nun with Fran and Fran sort of just compulsively starts you know, explaining what's going on with her because she's so distraught. She's like, you know, my husband and my daughter are 
they're trapped in, in they were in a, a blizzard driving and they can't find them. And I just, I need a miracle. I really need a miracle. And the nun goes, well, why don't we pray together? And Fran's like, pray with you. Like, well, I'm Jewish. Like, will my prayers work? And she's like, of course they will. And so they, they quietly like, well, they initially, of course Fran, they will. Jesus was a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like, so they, they like, they quietly pray. And then, and then they hear Mr. Sheffield being like, we're home, we're home. And Fran opens her eyes and they are back. And, and she's like, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like, well, I'm also like, why didn't he just call them after? But anyway, he's like, you know, it was incredible. We only had an eighth of a tank of gas and it lasted for eight hours instead of the hour we thought it would. And she's like, it is a Hanukkah miracle. And here's my question. Do you, yeah. do you think that the network was like, we need some Christian element in this Hanukkah episode. So like, let's have a nun or do you think that the actual show writers were like let's make this a little interdenominational let's have like a spirit of collaboration like like i'm wondering where the idea for that even stemmed from because i think it's probably like, the latter yeah i saw it as the latter i saw it as like as like oh let's stick this in here too because they have a christmas tree you know yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was maybe it was network being like, we can't have an all Jewish episode. What will the racists think? <laughs> <laughs> Stick yeah, a or- nun in there. Maybe Jesus helped save them. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't. I mean, it I was also like a, a. Here's the thing. It is a beautiful sentiment to you know praying together, right? Um, it is. Um, but, but here's why it's weird, and because if they hadn't done the Hanukkah thing and this had been the, like they pray and then they show up and then she's like, Whoa, you know, then like, I would have felt maybe more like that feels like a studio came in and was like, we have notes, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but they still did the Hanukkah thing. So it feels like, yeah, it feels like it was like a, Hey, let's, let's just, let's everything is, you know, everyone's the same or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, it feels like a Fran message, you know? Yeah, it does. It does. That's the thing is it did feel like on brand for how Fran Drescher like, likes, and I assume also Peter Mark Jacobson, how, you know, the type of messaging that they, Mm -hmm. um, you know, are want to put out into the world. That's why Um, I didn't clock it as like a studio interference. It felt, mm -hmm. it felt very on brand for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And So then we cut to the second night of Hanukkah. They're all there together in the living room as a family, lighting the candles, Mm -hmm. um, even Jocelyn. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) for some reason, Sammy and Yetta are sitting over by the piano and Sammy, a.k.a. Ray Charles, starts to play. There's no place like home for the holidays and singing. And they they, you know, they just Hanukkah song. Well, and then they, they all just sit and listen, and yeah. um, it's a beautifully lit scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everyone just kind of claps, and, and that's the yeah. end of the holiday episode. And, and you Snoopy notice- is dancing on top of the piano as we pull out of the window <laughs> on a snowy night. Well, did you notice that you know even even the cold hearted Jocelyn has been warmed by. The, the miracle of Hanukkah. Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is partly yeah. like, is that why she's there? I don't know. I don't Maybe. know why she was there. <laughs> but weird. it was, um, you know, it was a Hanukkah holiday episode, which I don't think I'd ever seen before. I can't recall seeing one since. 
There's, I mean, um, as we know, there is the there is the Hanukkah armadillo in Friends, but that was a that wasn't like you know ending with them lighting the menorah the way that like you end a holiday episode with like the Christmas tree, you know. Maybe Jocelyn was there to represent um, Haman. <laughs> that's a different holiday no it's not that's hanukkah that's purim oh yeah you're right that is purim Uh uh-huh oh yeah so i don't know why would she be there well she also not like the village in the end we don't know we're gonna have to figure it out maybe it will be revealed in time but oh also (laughs) the button on this episode amazing the button is oh my god um, (laughs) so it's like later that night fran and mr sheffield are like sitting on the couch in the gorgeously decorated living room watching a movie and then behind them their little child selves show up like in a sort of like very like fun meadow moment and so it's a little maxwell little niles and little fran (laughs) and um there's kind of this light on them in the back almost like little angels and little maxwell goes he goes wow look at my life like i have a a successful job as a Broadway producer, a gorgeous mansion, and a beautiful <laughs> wife. And then little Fran goes, and look at me, like this is all mine. And then, and then they're like, where are you? To little Niles. <laughs> and Niles is like, well, 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 I must be off in court, obviously. And then grown-up Niles comes into the room, like holding a plunger and is wearing like uh, gloves. Like he's clearly been like plunging a toilet or something. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> And then little baby Niles goes, I'm depressed now. But then Cece walks in and goes, good night all. And then he goes, ooh, who's she? (laughs) So clearly he's not depressed anymore because he realizes he might have a shot at this blonde woman one day. Yep. It's so, so funny. Weird, but funny. I like it. Yes, I loved it. And I'm Um, just telling you, little, like getting to see little Niles, like I love when, when a show um, you know, has been running long enough that you just really know everybody and you know all the characters, and then you yes. can really start making these jokes and expanding the reality based on like mm-hmm. just their characters specifically, mm-hmm. right? And it's like just us knowing Mr. Sheffield and Niles's toxic codependent relationship as adults means that we were able to like have this scene of what their dynamic was as children, and it was ten times funnier than if it had happened in like the first season. Agreed. I yeah. completely agreed. Yeah, it was great. This was so, this was a wonderful episode. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, with that, should we move into our special Hanukkah segments? We should. The bummer is I've already played uh, my my uh, Jewish segments theme. I played it a couple episodes back, uh, so I don't have a Hanukkah uh, segments theme, but I do have what I have named our season six cozy theme. So uh, I now present our segments cozy theme. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? 
<sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, segments. Are we ready for segments? We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, all right, so segment time. Segments. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I had so many images of us, like, cooking in a... Uh, sort of HGTV kitchen. Uh, it's, it's also our, like, it's not just our cooking show. It's just, like, our, like, home decor channel. Yeah, exactly. Tips for tips for entertaining. Ooh, the lots, perfect- of, lots of images of us wearing sweaters, you yes, know. I loved it. I loved yes. it. Yes. Oh God, There's one, it. one shot of us in clearly fake snow having a snowball fight. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're having a leaf fight yeah also with fake leaves yep 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 (laughs) um okay so favorite lines and moments one of my favorite moments was truly just the scene that began with fran pouring tea from a leopard print tea set while wearing (laughs) leopard print and while everyone in the shot was wearing leopard print it was such a funny detail oh Um. (laughs) and then i only i actually only found I, I only wrote down one other favorite line because it did make me laugh out loud at one point in the episode Fran goes I have so much to be grateful for you know I, I just had a beautiful wedding and there's a baby on the way Kenny Rogers roasters just opened up around the corner <laughs> <laughs> and Kenny Rogers roasters it was like it was a quote casual dining restaurant with rotisserie roasted chicken as its main core. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, the Kenny, Kenny Rogers, the, the famous country star started it. It was, it was the most modern equivalent is like, or that survived that era would be Boston market. I think there's still Boston markets around. That's what Kenny Rogers was like. It was like Boston which, market. Just the funny, it was just such it's a amazing. funny call out. It's great. It's, um, it's so specific. And also, you know, we didn't mention the fact that the baby was on the way. I kept forgetting sometimes, you know, until they would mention it. They got to give her a little bump. Well, give her time. Give her time. So we remember. Um, I had some lines I really liked. Well, I mentioned I liked uh, Sammy saying, I hope that wasn't Max as Maxwell leaves the house. Um, I love I love I love I love Sammy jokes are very funny to me. He's a good performer, too. He's got great delivery. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really, really, really liked um, Jocelyn's delivery on. Oh, I'm crushed. I apologize for making a scene, which she says, like, completely emotionlessly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that was great. I like Val saying I'm on that two shakes a day diet. They come with the Happy Meal. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, it's like she's like, I've been trying to lose weight, too. I'm on that two shakes a day diet. And Sylvia's like, aren't those shakes expensive? And she's like, no, they come with that. (laughs) i also liked fran saying val you're not 28 and in school anymore which i thought was really yeah she was 28 and still in school and we know she didn't do college so i I love that Um, also did you notice that they laid they lit the hanukkah candles backwards 
That was, I did not notice, but I know that was in Goofs in IMBD trivia. Oh, it was? Oh, I noticed it. I was like, I think they let those backwards. We we went back and watched it again. Elizabeth was like, yeah. We were trying to figure out if maybe we were turned around because of like, you know, things get mirrored and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm, but it, no, I'm pretty sure no matter what way you flip it, she should have lit it from the inside out, not from the outside in. But it's okay. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. I'm not mad, at, I'm not mad about um, it. It's fine. And... I did not clock any Yiddish, but we did have a lot of Jewy stuff this episode, so I'm not <laughs> mad about it. Yeah, there was too much Jewy stuff. <laughs> yeah, arguably more arguably Jewish stuff much. than America even can take. Uh, but so, uh, so we shouldn't joke like that right now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we'll we'll call the right amount. I love it. I love seeing myself represented in media. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So for okay, so no Yiddish, but okay. For Nanny Trivia, um, this is interesting. So earlier in the episode, or in the first scene, actually, Sammy actually asked Fran why Jewish holidays begin at sundown. Mm-hmm. And in the episode, she very like glibly and jokingly says that uh, it's because God knows that um, it's gauche to wear sequins before dark. <laughs> um but I looked it up because I didn't know either. The real reason is, so it says the reason Jewish holidays and celebrations begin in the evening is rooted in the biblical story of creation, which teaches that God created night and then day. Night came before day. So on the Jewish calendar, holidays begin in the evening at sundown and they continue through the next day. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I'm just a nincompoop. Pretty I'm neat, just, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then- also. Uh, for trivia, I this I did find on IMDb, which I thought was interesting, and I did no further research other than what was on IMDb. But it says here that Silent Night is uncredited but performed by Lauren Lane. Huh. So I want to go back now and listen to Silent Night in the episode. I didn't even clock them playing Silent Night, honestly, but... Yeah, I thought that was really, I was like, oh, that's neat. So I don't know. If any listeners have any more information to fill in there, that would be super tight. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then wrapping it up, the uh, the Fran or the CC, did you have anybody or, or anybody else? I mean, you know, much like Niles, my hopes and dreams from my <laughs> youth have been completely dashed and I've found myself in a life I never expected. <laughs> I knew you would say Niles for a second. <laughs> Uh, No, I mean, look, I I identified with the friend. Hanukkah is exciting. It's always been exciting for me. You know, my parents did a very good job of not making me feel like it was uh, uh, some kind of like sad Christmas alternative, but like a fun, you know, important holiday. I think they actually oversold it. I have since learned um, that Hanukkah is actually not that important to the Jewish uh, uh, tradition. It's been it's been hyped up by American. Well, Jews. Well, apparently that is a very um, American Jew phenomenon, yes. not anywhere else. And in other places, they're like, "Yeah, I know Hanukkah is like not that big a deal," and yes. they don't even do presents. Um, but here, um, you know, we felt like we had to compete with Christmas. So keeping uh, up with the Joneses, literally yeah. in this case, you know, keeping up with the Gentiles. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we're like the only place that really does that. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know what? I actually do think there's parts of me that related to little Niles, of course, uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know it's sort of uh, life is not exactly where you think you know you, where you think it's going to be, but it's also then like adjusting and and finding joy in what it actually is. Um, you know, so it's like the, the CC is the metaphor for, um, the, the, uh, 
beautiful thing you get from the, you know, from the unexpected. <laughs> and uh, then I also kind of feel like the CC in that, you know, she's still super not admitting her feelings for Niles. And I, you know, that would totally be me for many parts of my life. I try now not to do that, but mm-hmm. sort of just like, I would never admit that because of pride, because of fear of rejection, because of all this stuff. So uh, I, I guess I'm a real CC Niles this, this week. <laughs> but I mean, the whole CC Niles subplot moving forward was very, very, very satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, listeners, we, I wonder when you know what we should do the math. This is going to air relatively. Cl- Let's see when is Hanukkah 2023. Hanukkah 2023 is close to Christmas. This is one this, of the years. No, it's December seventh. Oh, it is. So. Yeah, oh, so I thought this year was close. Oh, well, so wait, this will air. This will air relatively close. Relatively close. So if you're hearing this, happy Hanukkah to yes. you and yours. Um, if you are not living in the United States and you're Jewish and you're like, yeah, you guys, that thing is barely important and we barely celebrate it. Still a happy Hanukkah to you. And we're sorry that we uh, hyped it up to be much more important than it is. This is just how we were raised and it's not our fault that I blame my parents. I'm not sorry at all. Yeah. So, and and Tor is oh. unapologetic. If you would like to reach out to us and talk to us and tell us things, you should do that. And you can do it on Instagram or Twitter at oh Mr. Chef Pod. You can also email us an email at oh Mr. Sheffield Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in buying some merch with our sweet, sweet logo or some other stuff, you should go check out our Redbubble, which is omrchefpod.redbubble.com. Buy some stuff, and that'd be neat. Um, I think that's about it. Tori, you have anything else? That's all. Thank you all for listening. I'm excited to to hear from you, for you to hear from us, rather, next week. Yeah, next week when we do Season 6, Episode 11, uh, the in-law who came forever. Ooh, I should start teasing these. That's fun. Okay. Mm. Uh, Toria, goodbye. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. The Flushing Girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Miss <laughs> Fine. Oh, wait, I forgot. We don't end the show that way anymore. Just kidding. Sorry about that, folks. Just kidding. Goodbye. And now, segments. Are we ready for segments? We are so ready for segments. Let's go. Um, segments? All right, so segment time. Segments. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to our segments? Um, should we get into our segments? Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. <laughs> Okay, cool.